1: kitchen neil on tsb talk sport business here on talk 100.3 and neil it's not often we get to say that we have royalty in the studio
2: Well, see, I mean, it's rare, but if it has to happen, it has to happen on TSB, Kitch.
1: It it does have to happen. Uh, Joining us in the studio is one of the most successful chefs on the planet. He's got a huge portfolio of restaurants. He's got Michelin stars under his belt. He's got restaurants across all over the world. But he's uh, here in Dubai again on a trip because uh, he's launched a three-venue rooftop dining and drinking concept. It's three levels in the Great Grosvenor House in Dubai. There's City Social, Seven Tales, and a yellow Yet to be revealed venue. We might try and push him to see if he can release the name of this. Uh, the great chef Jason Atherton, thank you very much for joining us here with Kitchen Neal.
3: Great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Excited to be here.
1: It's great to be here and uh, great to hear from you. Dubai's food scene has changed so much since you first came in. Uh, what What is it about the scene in, in the food scene that makes it so attractive for restaurateurs, for diners to want to come and consume the food here?
3: Well, if you think about what Dubai's come from, this sleepy little fishing village into the, you know, it's a gastronomic, you know, hotel, wonderland, resorts, you name it. It's got everything here. So with that becomes all the top chefs coming to town but what i think really you know i lived here 23 years ago for 5 years Did you years. buy property? No, I, wasn't <laughs> I was never I was never that smart. <laughs> my soufflés were good, my property uh, ideas were not so We've all got one
1: that we uh, let go away, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. So we're um so yeah. And you know we came here with Gordon Ramsay all those years ago and opened up the first fine dining restaurant and to see what it is today is quite or inspiring And it's just, you know, uh,
2: success attracts success, right? Which is true. But then, again, when, when there is so much success, when there are so many takers, the competition also increases incredibly. You yourself mentioned that, you know, a bunch of top chefs coming in and setting up over here. How, how do you create a niche in a market like this then? I think... If you're gonna if you're gonna come to a region so competitive as as the city
3: of Dubai, then you have to give it the respect it deserves. So I'm here a lot, and I mm-hmm. need to be here a lot to make sure it's successful. Right, um, that is number one and number two. Um, you know, now we've got homegrown talent. You know, we've got some amazing homegrown talent here mm-hmm. in Dubai. So you've got to make sure that you know you're on your A game constantly. Right, true that
1: at City Social. Uh, Amazing food, top class. You've got two Michelin stars. But when you look at how good your foods in your your restaurants are, do you, do you wonder what happened to Gordon Ramsay that he's selling fish and chips in America and burgers and he's gone the other way sometimes? Ah, uh, no. I mean, Gordon's an amazing
3: guy. You know, He's... he's- Unbelievably talented. I mean anything Gordon does, he does it to the best of his ability. Cookbooks, TV shows, fish and chips, burgers, whatever he does, he is the best at. It. So I um, you
1: am know, I'm 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 in awe of him really. Yeah, it is to be able to sell fancy fish and chips is <laughs> yeah, and the guy's the guy's got it right.
2: No, which is true. I mean we've we've seen, you know, our our experience of Gordon was through the television show. Uh but then what is portrayed on the T V show versus what he is in real life, are these two different people? You've worked with him a lot. 12
3: years yeah gosh
2: you, you can get away with murder for less than a year
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I was fortunate enough to go to, to uh, the May's restaurants loved it had lunch there one afternoon um, great location and you know you've been able to showcase that because when you walk into some restaurants you know what mm-hmm. it's like you can tell the moment you walk in the door generally whether you're going to have a good meal or not there's just from the service and the way you get treated and 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 how important when you're running a restaurant it's not just the food. How important? How much work goes into creating the ambience and the decor and the mood settings that's and massive. the music and everything.
3: And the higher up the ladder you go, the harder it becomes to to execute that. So that's why the third venue, what will be revealed very soon, has a very complex service to it. It's only small. It's twenty two seats. Um, so it's uh, could be high end. It's very it's very high end. I will reveal that much, and uh, you know it's taken. You know it's going to be about a year's worth of training before before it's ready to open. So it's a it's a lot of training to get that correct. But you know even with city um, city social here at the Groven House, it was very important for us that we opened up. A, with the service levels already quite high. Uh, we just couldn't feel our way along as we, as we opened. So it was, we had a massive crew from London doing all the training and yeah, you know, but it's paid off because we've got, you know, already we're getting uh, talked about as
2: much as for the service as the food and that's really important. W- what all things do come in when you set up a restaurant or a cafe, uh, you know, is, is there a checklist of things that you follow?
3: There's not a checklist. It's like everything, right? People always say, oh my God, you know, you make it look so easy when you cook or do whatever. Mm -hmm. When you've done it for your whole life. Right. And it's, you know, it's my life, right? It's what I do. This is... You know, I, I live, eat, sleep, breathe restaurants. So on mm. our holidays, we're in restaurants where how my wife's not divorced me by now, I have, <laughs> no, I have no idea. And she's really slim. I don't know how that. It's it it probably because you
1: can cook. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did your passion for food come from? Where, where was that moment early on that you ate or you experienced something that made you say, I want, I want food to be my life."
3: I just, you know, I always just wanted to be a cook from the age of 13. We don't come from this incredible, like, Italian background or anything like that. I just want to be a chef. I just mm-hmm. absolutely always fell in love with food from a young age. And even my mum to this day un- does not understand where it came from. And neither do I. But here I am. I'm in Dubai talking to you wonderful people. at a fantastic restaurant. And yeah, it's just, it's just something I was, re- you know what? I really do believe sometimes in life. Some things happen to certain people, and, I, and I'm a big believer in that. And I just, you know, I think if I'd not, I'd have been in probably in prison by now or something.
1: <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> uh, when, when it comes down to fine dining, here you are. You've got this third venue yet to be revealed, 22 seat. It's high end. You're working with some of the finest produce. When you get home late at night, what, what is that? What is the cheap meal, or what is the go to? Just chips you know is it eggs beans on toast oh, it's what, much worse. what is it oh my god
3: it's much worse so if I've been out or it's late night and no one's looking so and I'm telling the whole world this it's mother's pride bread Do you know mother's pride bread yeah I've heard of that so it's a really nasty I don't know oh, sorry mother's pride it's a basic <laughs> it's a basic <laughs> slice of white bread with nothing good inside it <laughs> prawn cocktail crisps mm-hmm. HP sauce okay cheddar cheese must be quite spicy cheese. And then you squash that together with a nice cup of PG tips, cup of tea, watch the footy, and there's nothing.
1: A prawn, uh, a prawn chip sanger. Oh my God, it's just...
3: This,
2: see, I, I, I almost felt like that I'm listening to someone who has this little fantasy of a child who wants to eat probably the most basic, the most nastiest thing put together Two slices of bread. Put in some peanut butter. Put in some Nutella. Add some crisps in it, and and just munch it down. Gulp it down with a couple of sodas. This this is this is something that we all at some point in time want to do. Yeah. Right. And do it regularly. But how often do you get to do it? Is the question. Well,
3: you know, as I, get, as I get into my early 50s now, I try not to do it too much because it's not good for the waistline. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to be that typical, stereotypical chef when they get to their 60s where they're struggling to put their trousers on. So I, uh, I only do it once every I, couple of months.
1: I can't trust you. You're a skinny chef. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of quick things when it comes to cooking. Does pineapple belong on a pizza?
3: Yes, absolutely. Ooh. To all you Italians Ooh. out there, pineapple is good.
1: Wow. I think this we've just broken big. a bombshell I, at the moment. I, I, okay, well, so we, I, can we, I think we can ascertain that the restaurant is not going to have an Italian name for this third one. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, best way to poach eggs, I use a bit of vinegar. Is that cheating? Uh, no, it's not cheating.
3: Best way to poach eggs... Sixty-two degrees. Keep them in their shells. I think sixty-two degrees. you want I got to get the thermometer Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Not do the twirl thing. But but you know now no, the twelve thing never works. Oh, okay. I perfected <laughs> the uh, the perfect poached egg. Right. Right. For Berners Tavern, our brasserie in London at the Edition Hotel, we. Do like 400 people for breakfast every day. So we have poached eggs were becoming our nemesis. It was uh, horrendous. So we couldn't keep on top of them. So what we do, we set the rationale oven, which is like a big steamer oven, 62 degrees, put the whole box of eggs in, cardboard, everything included, put it in there, steam them, right, for 17 minutes, take them out, chill them all. And then you get a pan of boiling water. You crack the egg from the shell inside, It warms it back up and every single egg works every single time.
1: I I think I'd go the prawn crisps on the bread. (laughs) It takes too (laughs) long. Yeah, because look, I'm a nerd about this because I've seen how Heston has a way you've got to put the dinner plate in and then get it to a certain temperature, and it all seems so convoluted. But that obviously, if I got to cook 400 eggs for 400 people, it would uh, it would definitely work. Well, we're really excited to have you in the studio. Thank you so much. We know how busy you are. Yeah. So thank you for sharing it. As we said, City Social is the latest concept from Jason Atherton at Grove House, a luxury collection hotel at Dubai Marina. It's legendary as it is. City Social, seven Tales, and a 22 seat venue, which we know is not going to be Italian, but will be re- revealed soon. <laughs> and no ham. Wonderful. Jason, thank you so much for coming in. Great to have you in here. TSB, TalkSpot Business on Talk 100.3.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.